there, our curious listeners. No, you're not hearing things. This isn't Jennifer Dassel. This is actually co-producer of the Art Curious podcast and host of the new subgenre podcast, Josh Dassel. I am here today on this side of the mic for the first time in a long time on this show uh, for something that we in the past have referred to as Curious Talk. What does Curious Talk mean? It means I am sitting across now from the host and creator of the Art Curious podcast, my wife, Jennifer Dassel. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great too. So this is something that we tried, I don't know, how many years ago has this been? Oh, at least three, maybe even four. I'm, I'm not sure. So it's been a long time since we have just sat down at a couple of microphones not to talk about art stories per se, but really just to talk about art curious. The process of podcasting and putting together this particular show, maybe? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and I think we probably needed three or four years to to wait just so we could build up enough things to talk about that people would be interested in. But I think <laughs> we finally reached that point. I am so happy to be back here, though. It's This is going to be fun. Okay, so just to set this up for everybody, we are currently in the middle of season 10. We're not quite sure when this episode is going to air, but it will air sometime in the middle of season 10. That's when you're listening to it. And there is a lot going on in addition to this fun episode and and the rest of season 10. So I kind of want to start there if I can. There is some big life news with you. Is that something you want to share with the listeners? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. If you are somebody who follows me on social media, you might already have seen this announced. But at the beginning of October, I actually was able to leave my job at the North Carolina Museum of Art, where I have worked for 13 years in the curatorial department. And I am now doing Art Curious full time. This is my full time gig for the first time in five years. And how do you feel about that? I feel I feel really good. It's still very weird in that it's still fresh and new. We are recording this in the middle of November. So I have been out working on my own for really only about a month and a half now. But so far, it's been so much fun. And it's so exciting to have so much time to be able to spend on this endeavor full time. Well, I wondered if you could talk about that just Why do Art Curious full-time? Why uh, leave a museum that you've been at for a really long time, which I know you loved working at? I do. I I did. I still love the museum so much. I am a museum person and a library person. Those are my two safe, wonderful spaces. Um, No, I felt like it was the right time to do something fresh and something exciting and something new. And I am so thankful and so grateful because over the last few years, Art Curious has been receiving amazing attention both nationally and internationally. And it seemed like there was a space where people really wanted to know more about the weird side of art history. And so when the opportunity arose that I discovered that I was able to do this as my full-time gig, why not take it? Not bad for something that started as a hobby project in a closet. Oh my gosh. If you had asked me five years ago if I was A, going to make a podcast, and B, if it was going to end up being something that I could pivot to full time, I would have never believed you. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as me becoming an art historian in the first place. This was never my plan. And if you had asked me if I was going to become one, again, I would never have believed you. Okay, so what then does that mean, you being full-time art curious? What does that mean for the listeners, for your fans? What should we expect to be different? Well, I think if you've been listening for most of the past year, you'll probably already have noticed that we've picked 
up speed in terms of the number of episodes we've been producing. So not only are we doing our typical seasons of Art Curious, which are about seven, eight, sometimes even nine or 10 episodes long, but we are able to have more bonus content. And that's something we've been playing around with for a while now. But especially in the last year, I've been interspersing our normal episodes with these bonus episodes that are able to bring you interviews with people, especially art historians, curators, and writers who are working and talking about art and artists. So I'm able to expand a little bit more of what I would normally share with you on an art curious story without taking away from art curious itself. And maybe even occasional interviews with creators and hosts of said podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of the show, it's season 10. Yeah. You're 10 seasons in. I know. It's very crazy. I've been able to do two seasons a year for the last five years. So here we are, season 10. Season 10. What are we talking about in season 10? We are talking about art, fact, and fiction. So facts versus fictions. Facts versus fictions. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Are we focusing more on facts or fictions or a bit of both? It's looking at a lot of those typical stories that you've heard in art history, or even that I grew up hearing in art history, where um, we're thinking about people like Michelangelo and this idea that he just toiled away on the Sistine ceiling by himself, pain in the back, laying down, and finding out that that's really not true. And there's a lot of different stories in art history like this, where the the narrative has gone so much bigger and it takes away from how the artists actually created their works or what they thought about their pieces. So that's what we're going with in season 10. So why do this topic now? Over the last few years, there's been a number of times in which I've received information from listeners who want to hear or ask certain questions. And certain people have asked me about just those same kind of topics. You know, I heard Michelangelo was a real grouchy guy who worked by himself and hated to work with assistants, never did. And so it's really interesting to be able to respond by doing episodes like this and saying, you know what, that I, there's some truth to it. He was famously a little bit of a grump, but also kind of the life of the party in other situations. He was a human being with emotions. So really being able to just myth bust a little bit with art history is is really fun. So again, we're not, we're not quite sure when this is going to air within the season, but you, you mentioned Michelangelo and the, the Sistine Chapel ceiling. Any other ones you want to tease that we may have already heard uh, or, or that may be coming? So uh, this is kind of an interesting case when it comes to a season of Art Curious in that two of the artists that we've already discussed in the season, Michelangelo being one of them, are both coming back in the later part of the season. So effectively, we're looking at two artists who make up half the season right there on their own. But that's because there's so much myth-making that has been built up around both of these two artists, both of whom are men. And so Michelangelo will be represented twice, and so will Leonardo da Vinci. I began the season, season 10, with Leonardo. We are actually also ending season 10 with Leonardo. That seems right. I know, that's what I say. It's kind of bookending. Leonardo, we got a lot of mileage out of Leonardo. Seriously, that guy was incredible. Okay, so we we got some some teasing of what's coming in the rest of this season. Any thoughts on next season? Anything you can share with us? Or are we keeping that in the uh, under wraps for now? We're keeping it under wraps for now, but here's what I can tell you. People ask me all the time about what's coming next for Art Curious, and I always say the true fact of everything is that I am usually working on multiple seasons at once. So I am in the middle of writing and recording and promoting one while I'm researching another, while I'm brainstorming a third. So right now there's a bunch of different irons in the fire, and so it's really going to be about me ultimately deciding which of those seasons is ready to roll first. 
Well, and if you didn't have enough to do with uh, researching and, and producing <laughs> multiple seasons at a time, you have a freaking book. I do. But that book is is uh, written, so that's the good thing. It's written. It has been out in the world since September of last year, if yes. I'm not mistaken. And within that year and a couple of months, it has become a bit of a success. I mean, how, how does it feel to have a successful book and be uh, what at least I would term a successful author? Well, thank you very much. No, it feels really good. Um, it's, it's very weird to go to places and then walk into a bookstore just to see if my book is on the shelf. And it is, is a thrill that I probably will never get enough of. I will never get over it. It's amazing. It was a lot of work for sure to put it together. So now that it's actually out in the world and has been for a while and people are enjoying it, it's quite incredible. I feel so grateful. And I know to let people know about the book, to kind of answer the demand for just being able to ask you questions about it or to, to talk about it. You've been doing events, both virtual and in person over this last year. Tell us about some of those. What's the response been like? It's been really fun. I mean, number one thing to know is that art history and also this podcast in general, it's a pretty niche subject. So um, we're not talking like Stephen King levels of adulation. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, but so by no means are these events like giant, but it's still wonderful to have a few dozen people want to get together in a room to hear me talk about weird stories about the Mona Lisa for an hour. It, it's really exciting. And also that has really been one of the benefits of the pandemic is that I have been able to talk to audiences around the world without leaving my own house. Of, of course, I wish I could leave my own house and get on a plane and go to India and talk to people there. We're but coming, India. <laughs> we're coming any point now. Uh, but it really has been incredible to be able to just be online and reach out and have people want to have me zoom into their book clubs to talk about it. I've had people request me to speak with their local universities, their bookstores, of course, their museums. I've done virtual events for people in New Jersey, in California, in Indiana, in Pennsylvania, and Florida. I was able to go to in person for my first non-North Carolina in-person event just earlier uh, last month. So it's been really, really fun. Now that things are picking up a little bit with in-person events, that's hopefully something that we can continue to add on to. And you just had an in-person event at your, should we call it your alma mater, the North Carolina <laughs> Museum of Art? Yes. So that was actually really fun too, because that was my first time back being at the museum in person as a former employee, not a current employee. And that was really exciting and, and also weird. <laughs> so in 2022, which I guess is coming up a lot faster than I expect that it's coming up, but in 2022... How can listeners or people interested in the book or the podcast, how can they find out more about these events that you're doing? Or maybe even how can they, you know, say, hey, I'd like you to come to my bookstore or university or museum or whatnot. That would be so awesome. Well, I anytime I have an event that's coming up, I try to post about it as frequently as I can without driving everybody nuts on social media. So I can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Art Curious Pod. And then I also have an events page on my website where people can scroll through. Right now, I actually don't think I have anything listed on my events page because I'm kind of winding down for the end of 2021. But look back and stay tuned because early Earlier next year, then I will start promoting more things that are coming up. 
Speaking of more things coming up, any plans for another book? I hope so. I, that's definitely something that's on my my long-term radar here. I am actively thinking about ideas. I have some things that are in the hopper, but uh, we'll see. We'll see for sure. Yeah, calling all New York book publishers. This is this is a winner. <laughs> it's a winner. So to finish off the talk about the book, uh, which I, I don't want to do that, but we, we have other things to talk about. But to finish talking about the book, where can listeners... Uh, you know, get their own copy of Art Curious either for themselves or, hey, uh, the holiday season is upon us. It makes a, a fantastic stocking stuffer or, or New Year's gift. Uh, where can they find that? Any bookstore, really. So I would especially recommend that people, if they are able, if you have a local independent bookstore that carries Art Curious, definitely check there first. Even if they don't carry Art Curious, go in and ask them to. They will special order you a copy. It wouldn't cost you another cent, I don't believe. And then also check your local art museum because if they have a bookstore or a museum gift shop, chances are good that they might carry Art Curious there as well. I have heard from a number of people throughout the country who have gone into their local art museums, big and small, and have seen my book on the shelf. So it's really exciting. Let Santa know. A-R-T-C-U-R-I-O-U-S, Art Curious, the book. (laughs) He's my marketer, can you tell? (laughs) Well, believe it or not, we actually have more to talk about on this episode of Curious Talk. And so let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Donating money to help people can be a wonderful and selfless act. But how can you feel confident that your donations are improving or saving lives effectively? You could do weeks of research to find out charities that are out there, or you could visit givewell.org. There you'll get a short, vetted list of the best charities they've found at saving or improving lives per dollar given. GiveWell spends over 20,000 hours each year researching charitable organizations and only recommends a few of the highest impact evidence-based charities that they've found. Rigorous evidence suggests that these donations will save tens of thousands of lives and improve the lives of millions more. And here's the best part. GiveWell is free. GiveWell wants to empower as many donors as possible to make informed decisions about their donations. They publish all of their research and recommendations on their site with no sign-up required. They allocate your tax-deductible donation to the charity you choose without taking a cut. After learning about them on GiveWell.org, I decided to donate to the Malaria Consortium, which is a seasonal malaria chemoprevention program to prevent malaria in sub-Saharan Africa. If you've never donated to GiveWell's recommended charities before, you can have your donation matched up to $250 before the end of the year or as long as matching funds last. To claim your match, go to GiveWell.org, pick podcast, and enter Art Curious Podcast at checkout. Make sure they know that you heard about GiveWell from Art Curious to get your donation matched. GiveWell.org, pick podcast, and enter Art Curious Podcast. When it comes to my socks, they must be comfortable. And Bombas socks are the most comfortable I've ever worn. But that's just one reason why I love them. The other is the good that I'm doing by being a Bombas customer. For every Bombas item you buy, they donate an item to those experiencing homelessness. Bombas started making socks after learning that the number one most requested item in homeless shelters is socks. And then they started making underwear and shirts too. Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft and made to last. With their 100% happiness guarantee, they are confident that you will be happy with your Bombas products or your money back. 
From fabric to fit to feel, everything Bombas makes is made to feel good on everyone. I ordered myself a pair of Bombas's merino wool ankle socks, and they are the softest, most luxurious socks I've ever had. Perfect for these chilly fall evenings at home, but also excellent for when I'm on the go, because like other Bombas socks, they've got the Bombas Honeycomb Arch support system, their blister tabs that protect your heel from chafing, and so much more. Plus, they are so colorful and stylish, too. And get this, thanks to Bombas customers, they've just donated their 50 millionth clothing item. That's 50 million brand new pairs of socks, underwear, and shirts given to those in need. There's so much more comfort to have and so much more to give with Bombas. So get 20% off your first order at bombas.com slash artcurious. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash artcurious for 20% off your first order. Bombas.com slash artcurious. Okay, we talked about the podcast. We talked about the book. That's normally where we would stop. But we have more to talk about now, believe it or not, because Art Curious has gone beyond the podcast realm now. It's gone beyond even the publishing realm. And you are now into travel? I am. This is pretty much my favorite combination of things in the world, getting to talk about art and then doing it while traveling somewhere. I am working with the great folks at Museum Travel Alliance and Arrangements Abroad, and they have asked me to create some lectures and give them on art and history and architecture on upcoming tours. So the first one is coming up in April, and we are going to the beautiful country of Portugal. Yay! (laughs) I have never been to Portugal. Neither have I. I've always wanted to go. So this is going to be really exciting. So what can people who go on these trips with Arrangements Abroad, what can they expect when they go to, let's say, Portugal with Jennifer Dassel from Art Curious? Well, one of the great things about Museum Travel Alliance and Arrangements Abroad is that they are able to take a lot of travel from this amazing cultural perspective and connections that allow us to visit things that might not normally be open to the general public. So very private art collections, behind the scene tours with museum directors and curators, and just getting to dig into art and history from a deeper and more intimate level. Their group tours are relatively small. They don't have more than about 25 or 30 people, maybe 40 at max. And you also get to enjoy the great food and wine and drinks that are available in that country. So sign me up. So it really sounds like I'm going to get something on this particular trip to Portugal that I may not be able to get in terms of access or things I want to see or just general knowledge if I went there on my own. Absolutely. I think that's really the benefit of going on these kind of trips. And what I'm trying to do as your friendly neighborhood art curious person is that in my lectures, in my discussions, you're not going to get those boring kind of things that you might get in a university history class where you're kind of snoozing on the details because it's just so dry. I want to tell you stuff and enjoy this lens of art curious pointed at Portugal. So you're still getting that unexpected and different side of things while enjoying this beautiful new country to you. Okay. So I know right now you've got fans and listeners out there that you have sold. They're going, what? Art Curious? Portugal? Sign me up. Where and how can they sign up? Go to museumtravelalliance.com. You can sign up and get more details there. You can also find links to this if you are looking right now in your show notes of today's podcast. Further details can also be found on my website, artcuriouspodcast.com. I visit it often. Thank you. Okay, so podcast, book, 
travel. The enterprise is growing. <laughs> and and for things that are enterprises, I know sometimes there are questions about, you know, how do you how do you keep this thing afloat? How do you manage it? And I know that uh, from some of your listeners, and I'm sure listeners of, of other podcasts, there's always this question of ads and, and yeah. having advertisements in your show. So can we talk about that just for a second, just to yeah, clarify for everybody? Of course. Great. So what questions do you normally get about advertising and are curious? Yeah, I get questions sometimes about why I even have ads on my show at all. And that's a really good question. I, I would bet, it's just a guess, but I would bet in a perfect world, you would rather not. <laughs> totally. But here's the thing. I feel very strongly that podcast listening should be free. Um, and a lot of times if podcast listening is free, that doesn't necessarily mean that actually making a podcast is free. And I, I have a behind the scenes peek at how this show is put together, right? So I, I do understand, you know, it's not just you. It's mm -hmm. it's you and there's researchers and there's research materials and there's time and there's, you know, sometimes even travel involved in trying to, you know, bring all of this high quality content to everybody. And so I, I assume that's that's kind of the short answer to why there's ads in the show. Absolutely. But selecting the ads. I, let's talk about that, because I, I imagine that even though you have uh, the necessity of some advertising within the show, you're picking, there's a criteria for, for ads that you're putting into it. I do. And I don't accept everything. I definitely turn things down. What I really want to do is that if I have to bring you an advertisement to keep the show afloat, then I'm going to pick something that I feel might hopefully resonate with you most. Yeah. And so I imagine there's big thanks that goes out to the advertisers that do make your show. Oh my gosh. Huge, huge thanks that they back an independent podcast like me is always so huge. And and as a podcast host myself, I understand, you know, sometimes you just want to get to the rest of the show. I just want to hear the rest of it. So, you know, thank you. Fast forward button. You know, we oh my I, gosh, I yeah. don't, don't want you to skip the ads. I would assume you want them to hear the uh, products and services and, and other things that the adver, uh, advertisers on your show are bringing, but you know, fast forward if you need to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, PS, I do that when I listen to podcasts too. No harm, no foul. The most important thing though, is that you're downloading and listening. If you do listen to the ads, thank you. And also, you know, we try to bring you some discount codes and coupons in there so that hopefully if you are listening and you find something you like, you're also going to get a deal. And there are some really good ones in season 10. So please make sure that you listen. We're kind of coming around to the end of the conversation here. So I, I really just wanted to ask, is there anything else Art Curious? Is there anything else Jennifer Dassel related that listeners should or, or might want to know about? Or have we covered it? I think we've covered most of it. I can just say that big things are always brewing over here. Lots of stuff coming next year, 2022. And most of all, I'm just so thankful that you are listening right now because you are why I make this show. Sharing our hopeful enthusiasm and love for the weird side of art history is huge. And I thank you for joining me on this ride. So how can your listeners, how can your uh, fans of the book, how can your fans of travel now support or subscribe to or find out more about any of these things we've talked about? The most important thing is just to keep downloading the show, subscribe, follow wherever you like to listen, and then go to my website for further information, artcuriouspodcast.com. And I think that's it. We have come to the end of this episode of Curious Talk, season 10 edition. We should do this more often than three or four years apart. <laughs> I think so. So our, there you go. Art Curious listeners, if you like uh, this format, if you like us just sitting and chatting about all things Art Curious or, or anything else for that matter, I, I think uh, let Jennifer 
know, and we'll see if we can get another one of these uh, in the rotation for you sooner rather than later. Am I right? And we can also start adding in things like listener questions. Let's do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm going to add my last bit, which is if you haven't listened to it already, Jennifer Dassel, host of the Art Curious podcast, also appears in season one, episode number three of the Subgenre podcast. That is my podcast, brand new out there for everybody to listen to. It's a podcast about the movies. It's unimportant right now because we're talking about Art Curious, but come listen to Jennifer Dassel talk about uh, a French film called Le Chanteloup. Jennifer Dassel of Art Curious, thanks for sitting down and talking to me. This has been awesome as always. Thank you for having me here in Studio K. What's for dinner? I don't know. I'll see you in the kitchen. Bye. Bye.